Welcome to the 100 Master Coaches series featuring master coaches from around the world. Let's journey together on this 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Helen Yang is a master certified coach, known for her empowering approach and unique ability to help coaches and leaders build unwavering confidence. With over 3,000 plus coaching hours and 13 years in the corporate finance sector, Helen brings a deep sense of curiosity, empathy, and calming presence to her work. Her coaching ripples have been felt in Fortune 500 companies like Meta, Google, IBM, and PwC. She is passionate about helping coaches and leaders become their most confident selves, ignite their careers, achieve financial wellness, and tackle their wildest goals. Now onto the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 100 Master Coaches Show. This is Coach Mal, and today my special guest is all the way from Vancouver, Canada. Please give a warm welcome to Helen Yang. Welcome to the show, Helen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mal. Where would you like to start? Just like in normal coaching sessions, right? <laughs> we ask our clients. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you like to start today, Helen? Mm. Okay, I'm listening to my body right now. Um, mm. I do have this a little butterfly in my tummy. Okay. And yeah, I just kind of want to name what's what's in a space for me right now first is because uh, often, you know, in coaching session, I put a spotlight on my clients. Yeah. And this particular moment feels like, I mean, the spotlight's on both of us. So um, I think it just, uh, you know, <laughs> feeling a little bit of energy. Uh, mm. through that spotlight yeah a few mm. butterflies just kind of going mm. back and forth here and then those butterflies are beautiful and you know we're gonna obviously have a great time so I'm gonna ask one of the butterflies where has that journey before coaching taken you yeah thank you for picking up that butterfly um it all dated back uh, I just say from the day I was born. Oh wow! In Wuhan, China, and sensing the city kind of became famous <laughs> because of the COVID. <laughs> I was just tempted to go there, but I didn't want to. But you opened it up, so yeah, I, I could have started off introducing you from originally from Wuhan, China. It's very interesting. That's that's all right, sad, but you know, yes, I, I'm sure Wuhan was an amazing place growing up for you. It was. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a really cool city. Uh, temperature wise, it's really hot, <laughs> especially <laughs> during the summertime. There's a, a metaphor. It's like you can literally park an egg and do oh. a sunny set of egg on, <laughs> on the ground. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So lots of great memories. Um, born in a really loving family. And that's nice. where I would say my parents are very open, supportive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. I think that openness, like just being open, it kind of just, mm. like I inherited that from my parents. Um, wow. And just throughout the journey, I just say, I was just really open, like open to learn new things, open to mm. learn new languages. Like English is my yeah. second language. Yeah. yeah. So I'm open to explore the world. And that's what brought me, you know, 20 years later. Like actually, I spent my first 20 years in Wuhan, China. And and then, then I moved to Vancouver, Canada to pursue a higher education and mm. learn English. Actually, at the time, I didn't speak a word of English to start with. That's amazing. Such a great adventure. And 
all the way to Vancouver. I'm just uh, trying to find that link there. Was it was it because you had family or or connections over there? What was that reason? No. Okay. <laughs> no one. Yeah. No one. Okay. And it was it was a curiosity. My my father, he was really curious on you know. I wonder what happens if we send our daughter to <laughs> Vancouver, Canada, <laughs> and you know, learn some English, get some higher education, and and see what happens. Because wow. she used to be a rebellious one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, but you know, it it was his openness that allowed you to um, embody that openness as well as you were saying, and allow you to explore out in the open. That's it. Yeah, I appreciate you just kind of helping me reflect on that. Like it is him being open, and and then there's one thing that he always tells me is like a goal: do what makes you come alive. Wow! And That's I'm the such... only child. <laughs> just imagine how difficult that is for mm. Chinese family or parents. Yeah. Later on, literally commented that oh, we made we we gave a birth to a daughter to Canada, and the daughter is still in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the daughter's still in Canada. <laughs> after X amount of years, I won't say how long, maybe short. I don't know. You, you know, you're looking fine. So I'm just saying, you know, over X amount of years, what was it like when your parents came to Vancouver for the very first time to visit? I was really excited, <laughs> like just to show show them like what I was, you know, experiencing, yeah. what I was eating, yeah. where I was living, and and all the. Just mountains and oceans um, that wow. that's different from China. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was my responsibility to show them a different world that they actually created for me. Yeah, it's giving me goosebumps. You know, just listening to your story and seeing how the vision of a person to see it happen for for their family and live it true. Uh, the life of what you have successfully done, and I'm sure they're really proud of you, Helen. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And yeah, that's where when you you know ask where all this you know began, I I would yeah. say really trace it back to them. You know, thanks to my mom and dad. Using the coaching language, it's really like they made me naturally creative, resourceful, yeah. and whole. So now I get to really you know try to find a gift in everything. And then see everything as a teacher. Mm, wow. <laughs> All right. So let's move from that to the life in Vancouver, if it's okay. Yes. I hear that you were in finance and then moving into the different roles that you play. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was a really a, a college job <laughs> to begin with, okay. uh, where I, I needed a part-time job. Um, I left a Starbucks actually before that. I was uh, a barista. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Years Starbucks. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> good place. Very yes, um, <laughs> good place. Yeah. And it's a Starbucks at the airport, Vancouver Airport. Okay. So I get to meet different travelers. Uh, yeah. Learn different languages again. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, so that was that was one of the highlights. So after Starbucks, uh, yes, the finance, I was you know looking for a more stable part time job while I was uh, going through my undergrad. Mm. at the Langara College in, in Vancouver. Yeah. So uh, I I wasn't thinking much. I just walking on to the street, had like 12 resumes printed, you know, 
on my hand and I and then all of a sudden I saw like four different banks <laughs> at, uh, at the intersection. So I thought yeah. maybe that's a sign. I'll walk mm. in and then try. So yeah. I walked in like all first three, I gave it to them, they took away, nothing happened. And, and then um, I went to the fourth one. Awesome. The branch manager was available at the time, basically. Yeah. She took me in. She's like, well, let's have a chat. Oh. And the next day I knew um, I was hired. Yeah. Wow. And also thanks to my heritage being Chinese, she actually said, she said, um, my branch is not currently available, you know, hiring, but I know the branch in Chinatown uh, is, you know, looking for someone who is bilingual. Wow. So I was like, wow. Yes, <laughs> a natural gift. <laughs> it is. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, like, I'm literally the rest is history. Like, <laughs> I stayed in the same bank for, uh, it's actually credit union for 13 years. There you go. Not giving up at number three. Going <laughs> to number four, even though the Chinese number of number four is not very good. I, I know. <laughs> Dead zone. But you went, right? You went. That's right. Hey, yeah. that openness got you there. Yes. 13 years. I've never stayed in a in a place longer than four years i think in my careers four years is like ah, get me out of here <laughs> but 13 years is it's amazing T tell me one or two highlights from from that 13 years what were some of those key people that you met along the way that kind of helped you mm, mm, that's a good question there's two there are two mm. people mm, yeah. especially the first i would say Actually, both both of them are the ones that believe in me. Wow. In my ability, in mm. who I am. I, I still remember the first manager called me the energizer bunny. Just <laughs> 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 uh, you know, just going for the aliveness. Like I I I was alive and I just went for, you know, whatever that was making me come alive. Uh, so one of the highlights was um, I was really big on financial literacy, and there were quite a few years I was going to going to uh, different colleges uh, and high school, especially high school and middle school, yeah. to um, uh, help high school students with uh, their financial literacy. Yeah, and then just teach them around what is money, what's your mm -hmm. relationship with money is like. Yeah, when money can be a tool, yeah. and what's your belief system about money and how. It's serving you or not serving you. Yeah. And just kind of uh, introducing money in, you know, to an early age. And that's also kind of another sort of pivotal moment. Um, mm. I kind of tasted a little bit of calling in me around mm. being an educator yeah. or a facilitator. Like a, I didn't know coach at the time, but yes. I was thinking this is something I'm gifted where I could, uh, you know, be in one-on-one -on -one or group space and then yeah. share my knowledge, share my experiences, especially at the time I was in the financial, you know, space. So that's where I share everything I know about money. Let's talk about money. It doesn't have to be cold, transactional. It can be, you know, warm and uplifting and inspiring. Yeah. So that's uh, that was a pivotal moment through this uh, really inspiring manager that believed in me and I said, Helen, go, you know leave the branch, you know, go out to the school, um, wow. be part of the community. And then that's also one thing about this credit union as part of their uh, core value is uh, is community-based. Yeah, so good. This sounds like building blocks to 
to helping you venture into this this space of coaching. I don't know whether that story continues into that, right? <laughs> but we're we're exploring. Yeah. And so after 13 years, I mean, what what made you take that leap of faith, I guess, mm. um, because 13 years is it's long commitment, right? Yes. Yeah. So so tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that actually leads to my second influential um, oh, manager, actually, from, okay. from the same place. Um, that literally dated back to five years ago, mm. where I was uh, um, in the middle of divorce. Okay. And I had a career transition, I would say, one of the darkest times yeah. in my life, and especially being Asian, you know, um, like divorce is it, it's not been looked at like as yeah. a, a good thing. Yeah, it's constantly being judged. And, and yeah. um, so I had a lot of struggles, um, a sense of shame and it's like, like, am I really good enough? Mm. Yeah, so all those thoughts start happening. And then, um, and then paired with career transition is being in the same, you know, role for, let's say a good seven years after. And, wow. and then I was, Wondering like, okay, where do I go from here? Yeah. So lack of direction, lack of clarity, and and with all the doubt and the shame and the guilt, like just everything, just it's a mixed bag of emotions that I was carrying and I'm not sure what what to do about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was the moment. Um again, going back to the openness. Being open doesn't stop me. Mm. so I was as much as I was just feeling so stuck and and I was telling myself you know what let's still you know be open to learn something new be open yeah. to explore to travel to maybe meet new people so that led me to back Colombia alone and and I fell in love with the salsa this is something about the salsa dancing. Like just, <laughs> nice. Again, comes alive again. Yeah. For a moment, I thought and salsa then, salsa was a, a, was a boyfriend or something. You know, it's like, oh, you met salsa. <laughs> but it's the dance, okay? The rhythm, okay? The rhythm's leading you to something. I feel like you have a good intuition here. <laughs> yeah. Please continue. That's it. I think, yeah, good intuition because uh, literally after... Uh, Columbia. I went back to Vancouver. I was like, "Yes, I'm gonna register for a salsa class." There you go. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's where I met my soulmate, and wow. now my husband. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So again, being open to travel to explore. Yeah. So immediately he actually had a trip to go to the Philippines. So I thought, wow. "Oh, can I take along?" <laughs> Even though we were just dating, and and then so we went. And then that's where I learned about coaching wow. from his best friend. Yeah, that's who's been in the coaching space for like years, and and so the rest is the history. Oh my gosh, I I never knew about certain parts of it. Of course, not the salsa. <laughs> and and then the Philippines. You had you had to go from Vancouver to the Philippines to connect with coaching yes. <laughs> physically travel yeah yeah the, the ocean. there you go yeah there you go wow so big kudos to 
your boyfriend at that point of time and to you for having that same exploration spirit, that open spirit to allow yourself to, to tag along and look, look where it's got you. So, so tell me more at that point, you bumped into that world of coaching. Um, did you jump in immediately or, or what happened next? Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> you know, really? Being open to try new things. Okay. So uh, first, thanks to Eileen. She's the, the best friend of my husband oh, now. Wow. And now she became my best friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so she introduced me to coaching. And then she's like, go back to Vancouver. Try this. And I tried. So mm-hmm. I would say... During my just first, it was a three-day intensive coaching course in person yeah. at the time. Yeah. It was the first time in a long time that I like truly felt being listened to without any judgment. And that was magical. Mm. And the magic continued that like, it literally awoken something in me and it gives me permission to be, like to live a fully Live the life. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my laptop of keyboards. Uh, so the keyboard metaphor came to me as like a playing piano. Like yeah. really, it's giving myself permission to play all 88 keys on the piano. Wow. Not 28, not even 58. Yeah. Because I used to just play like a nice 28 keys. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good. It sounds okay. Yeah. yeah. But really kind of giving myself permission to venture out, to no longer walk on an eggshell, to no longer meet myself, to no longer like, you know, be a wallflower. So that happened. Well done. Thank you. Mm. Such a beautiful space. And I kind of felt that you you didn't just walk into that. You kind of felt like you, you had it in you. For a while now and it's just being open to to walk into that space it's like the curtains roll back for you and you saw the fullness of it and you walked in and that's when life in its fullness began for you Yeah, it wasn't easy. Took lots of tears. Yeah, I would say, yeah, literally, I feel like I had to like break myself down completely, just just to actually see. Because there, there were times I I didn't even want to see all of me. Yeah. You know, maybe only only wanted to see the good part of me or the good part that others see of me. That's right. And yeah, and it was hard. And it was it was hard to see all the good, you know, good, bad, and ugly part of me. Yeah. And I say, you know, you're all part of me. I love you all. I accept you all. And I operate from that place. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Helen, this is the same that we do, or we allow the whole being of ourselves and the whole acceptance of the person in front of us right as you were saying that i had this picture of the person in front of us just seeing the 28 keys right (laughs) and 
because we have that peripheral view of the 88, we're not forcing them to go there, but we're saying there's so much more. And I believe in you. Even before they believed in themselves. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So the journey began. You went into it. I'm just, you know, curious again, because 13 years of that, and then suddenly walking into this, I know it 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 took you that journey of you know allowing yourself to feel and to appreciate all of the good, bad, and the ugly, as you said. What happened next after you've done all of that? What happened next for you? Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I think for me, it's really it start from that inside out approach. Mm. You know, when I once I start to really accept like self acceptance. Yeah. And apply also self-authority, like a self-authorship. So it really take take space and then take a stand for yeah. what matters to me, you know, what I value. And then that that became my core, almost like in the compass. Mm. Yeah. So I would say just from that moment on, I um I made a secret wish. Not just a wish, it was a commitment to myself. That I want to live, that I, I want to live and breathe in coaching. Yeah. It may sound like impossible, but it is possible. Because it's it's how how you've been present with like the coaching mindset, coaching approach. Yeah. And the other word is it's really like I would say, you know, coaching is not only a great tool for effective communication and yeah. unpack human potential. Yeah. It is really a way of being. Something just came to me as uh, I love food. <laughs> and Same. a wise guy once, <laughs> yay. Um, a wise coach actually once uh, said, you know, we are what we eat, <laughs> we are what we practice. Mm. And it's a it's 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 a constant reminder and intentionality on what am I eating every day? Yeah. What am I feeding to myself? Wow. What are the words, energy, and mindset? What even environment that I'm creating and feeding yeah. inwardly as well as outwardly because it's all relational. So that's what I meant by like living and breathing in coaching. And it's so true, right? I, I call it the, the lifestyle. If we can make it an everyday thing, just like what you're saying, it's no longer just a tool that we use. It's no longer mm -hmm. just, you know, something that we can put on and just be for a while <laughs> and then we can put it off. And I begin to realize yeah. that for myself too. Um, the best part of coaching is about the embodiment and it's about that presence that we bring into any space and sometimes it's not even our presence, but it is that holistic mindset. When we come into a place, there's a chance for potential possibilities, perspectives to come alive. 
And and then you know, as as you were saying, what I was reflecting on is uh, um, a few months ago, I I made a, a intentional reframe mm. on my to do list. Because <laughs> usually I have, I have a lot to do list, mm. and and sometimes it brings a different kind of uh, feelings. Like oh, it's like oh my gosh, another to do list. Yeah. But then I was telling myself, wait a second, like I take them on. So what is it that I actually wanted to experience? Mm. And then you reconnected to my value as like I'm not a, a material or thin uh, a thin kind of girl, but more yeah. of an uh, experienced girl. Yeah. So so I I literally just changed the word instead of to do list is experience list. Oh wow! And every day I look at it, I check in with myself. Um, okay, what do I want to experience today? And who do I want to experience with? Yeah. And for. So, yeah. Yeah. And the moment I start to, you know, thinking about experiences and, and I came alive again. Oh my gosh. That thing that you just said could just be the reframe of millions of people out there that needed to hear it. We we all have a to-do list, or maybe just the structured process-driven people. Just a few of us. <laughs> Just a few of us. Just maybe, you know. Thank you for the reframe. I'm going to start using it. Thank you, Helen. <laughs> the experience list. So yeah. wonderful. It's like, what do I want to experience today? Right? What I want to welcome today could be even be the welcome list. Ooh, it's welcoming you Ooh. in. There you go. Maybe that's there for me. Go. The magical list. <laughs> Oh wow! Now you got all the meaningful list, so you make the list meaningful to you, That's and it. then That's what it. you do and how you're being is meaningful. And that actually coming back to the, the the finance background that I have, I kept thinking about the compound interest effect. <laughs> and and just imagine if you if you you gave yourself permission to mm. have one second or one minute. Wow. Of meaningful experience that you wanted, that you can control or design, then then you locked in yeah. that compound interest experience, and, and then you build it from there, and you build from there. A week later, a month later, a year later, you look back. That's true. You can actually tell yourself, "Wow, like I had a great year." Mm-hmm. So compound so interest. True. That's so true. There needs to be a book about this. In the making, I'm thinking about it. (laughs) There you go. Compound interest. That's so powerful as a concept. For me, I I think of stacking up. Uh, Just like if I were to stack up pancakes, which don't worry, I'm I'm not a pancake stacker. I I love to have fruits. If I had pancakes, it's got to be topped up with a lot of fruits fresh fruits right so that's my my compound you know it's like stack it up with the good stuff and of course the maple syrup okay okay gotta have some that <laughs> yes gotta have, have some to have of it. that you know helen that journey to mastery i hear because obviously you know this is the program for mastery <laughs> yes the journey to mastery, how different was that journey versus, you know, when you started out as a coach, you know, that the whole drill about getting 
call competency in getting the right question, you know, having, you know, aha moments in your session, all the things that we thought were important. Let me just say that. And then to a state of nothingness or mm-hmm. emptiness, or presence. And how did that shift happen for you? Well, that goes to another pivotal moment. Mm, okay. Where I would say is uh, is one of the bravest things that I've ever done. Um, quitting my 13-year corporate job. <laughs> there you go. At age 40. I don't know if it's too late or too early. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's, it's the right time. And it's always yeah. the right time. Um, oh, here's another adventure. I I moved because my husband took on a, a pretty cool work assignment. So we said a yes to adventure. So we moved from West Coast, Vancouver, Canada, to the Deep South, uh, Mo- Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Yeah, as, as you know, for his temporary work, and then that also aligns uh, aligns with me. You know, dive right into my uh, full time entrepreneurship. Yes. In coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that's where um, the next, the deeper level of mastery start to come. Mm. Where part of me, you know, be my own boss or working for myself, I have all the freedom. And at the same time, um, I give myself all the stress. <laughs> on Am I performing? You know, did I do it right? So um, definitely it wasn't all like rainbows and unicorns. Um, yeah. It was a lot of you know, struggles. It's like going into a maze again and mm. hitting some dead ends. Um, and yeah. still, you know, I have to say, because the openness, I, I pick up some gifts along the way from the dead ends. Yeah. And and to answer your question on the, on the mastery, not saying that everyone has to do that yeah. as a, one of the food-related um, impact. I quit coffee. You must wonder, what does quitting coffee have to do with <laughs> you know becoming an MCC? <laughs> mm. Well, it has everything to do with it. Okay, it's one is uh, to to be to be of a choice. Yeah, for my body, for my energy. Because I was relying on coffee way too much, like four, five cups a day. Yeah, I wasn't in control of my own body energy. Like I, I couldn't even regulate. And then I noticed it's actually uh, impacting my coaching mm. negatively. And that's one of the pieces I start to, you know, uh, reflect on. Okay, something has got to change. So that was the motivation. I want to be able to regulate my energy well, be of a choice, be able to hold the container first for myself. Then, then I know I can hold my clients bigger than they can hold themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And without coffee, something magically happened. It just in my body regulation. I, I feel like I was in, you know, that Matrix movie. <laughs> if, if you all, yes, of course. It's like before, you know, when I was drinking coffee or not having those coaching mindset, when clients are talking, it's like shooting bullets, like <laughs> left and right and the center so fast. And I was like, oh, where'd you catch it? Which sentence to grab? 
And and it's oh like, oh, you know, it's gonna hit me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> after I made that commitment, yeah. I mean, it was one of the the big factors in my life. It's like all of a sudden, everything becomes slow mo. Mm. <laughs> you know, the later on, you know, he was able to yeah. just like dodge. Yeah. And then catch, and like I was able to see it. the clients are still talking fast, you know, with multiple things happening in the space. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can see it, I can hear it. <laughs> and then and then I was able to grab the bullet, you know, yeah. as I see, you know, That's that would serve the client in the space. Yeah. And then I just I just experienced it. <laughs> And that was it. And I was just continuing, you know, allow, I mean, giving myself permission to mm. say, hey, this is what I wanted. Mm. And it's good for me. And I still, like, I wouldn't say I quit coffee completely. Like, afterwards, uh, on weekends, I still enjoy, you know, the flavor. So I do some decaf specialty latte for myself as a treat. That's From Monday to Friday, I was disciplined. <laughs> You walk back into the matrix, you know. Yes. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I, I've never heard it that way before. This is the first. And, you know, for those listening to this session of yours, Helen, I'm sure that they, they, they will start to find their own metaphors, their, their own story, mm -hmm. um, their own examples, like like what you have, right, with coffee and and being in, in that movie. Right. It is real life. It is a real experience. Very true. I feel the same way. For me, it's uh, hearing a whole mess of things that is in front of me. But then very soon, it's it's a it's a reframe for me. It's it's no longer a mess. It's it's a beautiful tapestry of of life going on, and it all needs to coexist to allow some beauty to come out. Um, not guiding or leading them there, but appreciating it. So that mm. any one of that part of the beauty can can come up for them, and when they're ready, right? When they're when they're open themselves, when they're wanting it a little bit more, something new to happen in their life, and and that's when wonderful things happen. Yeah. So um, holding that space, as we say, right? Holding that space, holding a space, and you know, going back to what start with creating a space in you first. And coffee, you know, coffee might be just my my story, my example of where you know I I won't let coffee influence you know my space. Yeah. So so I can come into client space in a in a, the neutralist way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, then be able to hold that space for them and and feel their energy, feel their space. Mm. Once again, not being contaminated or influenced by my own. Yeah. What's the future looking like for you, Helen? Keep doing what makes me come alive. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Um, another kind of personal story is I love watching zombie movies, by the way. <laughs> You are my good friend. I look out for all those movies, series or movie. It's it's got to be watched. Okay, anyways, yes. go go ahead. Yeah. So Please. love the zombie movies. Love the Walking Dead. <laughs> However, 
I never, ever wanted to live as a walking dead. Wow. That's so true. That, that's my metaphor for what's the future. I would say, you know, if you notice yourself kind of embodying <laughs> the walking dead. Yeah. Um, consciously what? Unconsciously. Yeah. You know, maybe hire a coach, get help and, and then see where you can, you know, find your own liveness and then fill it up with what's meaningful. And then go out, do that again. That's true. Don't get shot as the walking dead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, bad things happen to the walking dead people, you know, if the car rammed them or someone says, I gotta take them out, you know, they're this dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Catch yourself before that happens. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But they're resilient, you know, they'll come back. Oh, yeah, they, they come back. They come yeah. back. Yeah, they're, like they're those strong. saboteurs. Absolutely, yeah. Until, yeah. Until um, they're invited to a to a different space, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. begin to be brave enough to explore those stuff, like you have in your growing up journey to to coaching. What would be um, a little message that you wanna send to? young budding coaches coming into our industry? Mm. Well, I'd say first, start before you're ready. Start before you're ready. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's like the chicken or the egg, right? Like you got to do something to start. <laughs> so true. start before you're ready and just keep wow. practicing. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, we're all here. Yeah. Um, Part of your community. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I went. I wish I had a mental coach earlier to guide me. Yeah. Wonderful. It's been a pleasure hosting you, Helen. Really. Just thinking back, there's just so many stories that you shared from your life and, and also personal ones, very close to your heart. Not so easy ones as well. So I really appreciate all of that openness as, hey, we started off with that word. And you you truly live it, embody it so beautifully. So thank you. Thank you, Mel, for having me here. Yeah. And, and then, you know, listen to my story. Any last words at all before we go? Believe in yourself. Even when no one, you feel, if you feel no one's believing in you, you have to believe in yourself. Amen. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Totally. Once again, thank you, Helen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Mel. Likewise. The Standard Master Coaches show together with Helen and myself, Mel. We'll catch you on the next one. Till then, stay safe, be well, and continuously be open to what comes ahead of you. Take care now. Bye-bye. You have been watching the 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Brought to you by Catalyst Coach. www.catalystcoach.live We will be right back with our next Master Coach on the 100 Master Coaches series.